Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Caps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week? Yeah, very good, thank you. I've been uh, gearing up for cricket season with a couple of sessions in the nets, and I'm happy to announce I'm just as useless as last year. Well, if you're looking for anyone in your team over the course of the summer, James is your man. So keep that in mind for your cricket needs. Also, last but not least, is Jamie Brown. Jamie, another weekend, and it seems as if the Tottenham roller coaster is back out for another ride along the rails. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham, I think, are one of the most unpredictable clubs in, in kind of the country at the moment. You just uh, you never know what you're going to get with them. But I think it's luckily it's the kind of the case of the rest of the top four. So, um, yeah, it was obviously very disappointing to go and see us lose against Brighton. But, uh, you know, definitely the blow was softened with Arsenal also losing. And, uh, you know, Manchester United just about getting over the line against Norwich. So, um, yeah, an interesting week in the top four race. But, you know, again, another interesting week in the Premier League as well. And uh, I'm sure we'll discuss it all on here. Absolutely, we will. I think really for Spurs, it was a case of disappointment at 2.30. Damage limitation by five. So it's as we were, and it's all to play for between now and the end of the season. Right, that's all the intros out of the way, so let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips, and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's go to Turf Moor and the news that they sacked Sean Dyche last Friday. So not a good Friday for him. But James, is it time to get the big Sam signal out of the box? Or do you think an appointment comes once the Premier League season has ended? Well, something about how this has come about makes me think that perhaps something has happened behind the scenes rather than it being as a result of their poor form. And usually in these scenarios, clubs have replacements lined up right away so they can hit the ground running. They've only got six or seven games left, depending on when you're listening to this. So I'm inclined to think that they'll probably stick with the caretakership they have in place before making a move for someone permanent come May or June. Okay then, Jamie, let's look at the permanent runners and riders. If we assume it's going to happen in, say, June or July, a name that has cropped up is Chris Wilder. Obviously, Premier League experience with Sheffield United. He's done a good job at Millsborough since leaving the Blades. Will we fancy a move to Burnley so soon after joining up at the Riverside? Yeah, well, firstly, when you looked at it and you saw the sacks on Dykes, you know, a guy who's been there for such a long time, done, done such a great job, you kind of thought maybe, you know, they might look to make a late push to stay in the Premier League. But the fact they've got no one lined up kind of suggests that maybe, you know, they're waiting for next season um, and then try and go from there in terms of appointing a new manager. But, you know, you mentioned there Chris Wilder. I, I really do think that would be a great fit. I mean, you look at kind of the last two jobs that he's done. Sheffield United, he did an amazing job taking them up to the Premier League. And then, of course, I think if uh, Middlesbrough are to just fall short of the playoffs, um, then, uh, you know, he'd be very unfortunate because I think he's done a great job there. But in terms of Middlesbrough and, and potentially leaving now, I, I think it's I think it's a possibility because, you know, they seem to be kind of running out of steam a little bit, Borough, at the moment. Uh, the winless in four, uh, they've lost three of those matches as well. They've dropped into ninth place in the, in the championship. They are only six points off, off the top six, so it's, it's not like it's kind of out of reach just yet. But as I said, the way their form's going, it does look as though, you know, they might not be playing Premier League football next year. So, you know, there is a possibility that he might arrive this season. But I just think this would be a good fit for Burnley and, and kind of maybe what they're looking for. I think, you know, their supporters, 
they've had a lot of you know, time with Sean Dyche and kind of that style of football. I think they'll look for a more ambitious type of manager. And, and certainly we've seen with Chris Wilder's teams, you know, he does play a more expansive style of football. So I, I just feel Chris Wilder would be kind of the perfect fit. I think Burnley probably is a step up from Middlesbrough right at this moment in time. So I, I, I can see this one definitely being a real possibility. And, uh, you know, as soon as kind of um, Sean Dyche was sacked, I think this was definitely going to be one of the favourites to happen. I think it's a good fit. I'm just unsure on the timing right now. I think with Middlesbrough, as you say, Jamie, they have dropped off in form. There's no doubt about that. But with the Championship being such a fluid concept in terms of the playoff race, they could still sneak into six. And I think with that chance still being alive for now, I'm not sure Wilder takes that gamble just yet. However, if Middlesbrough do either finish outside the top six or fall short in the playoffs, then I think Burnley becomes a real viable proposition. However, James, there will always be other names in the, the race for the new Burnley job. Wayne Rooney's one of them. Now, he's been widely received as quite impressive in terms of his managerial acumen at Derby County. He kept him up last season, unfortunately, with, what, two hands behind his back this time round. Not so much. But he has impressed. Everton were circling around. There's been talk of other links in the past. Is Burnley a viable target in terms of Wayne Rooney's future, or will he be true to his word from earlier in the week and stay put? Yeah, well, he's odds of 15 to 2. And I think that price is a result of a lot of the rhetoric coming from the Rooney camp in the last few weeks. Derby closing in on a takeover from American businessman Chris Kirchner, who Rooney is a fan of and has been in contact with quite a bit this season. He's also told Kirchner he wants to stay next season. I think he's fallen in love with Derby as well, despite the challenges he's faced this season. He's always carried himself tremendously well and he has a great rapport with the supporters as well. If he goes elsewhere in the summer, whether that be Burnley or somewhere else, is he... Just another manager at a club like that. I reckon he probably is. But at Derby, he's a hero right now. And I can't see him wanting to relinquish that rep anytime soon. OK, then. If 15-2 to two sounds a bit long, Jamie, a man we know very well is Nuno Espirito Santo. A short spell at Tottenham earlier in the season. He'll be looking to get into the game again at some point. Whether that's in England or abroad, we don't know. But his odds are currently 9-1. to one, And you must remember, he's got experience of getting out the Championship with Wolves. So could you envisage him as Burnley manager? I, I think it would be a very bizarre appointment. And to be honest with you, for any English club, I think he's a manager you definitely want to stay away, away from. I, I think kind of the way he conducted himself at Spurs was, was very poor. I think if you look at kind of a way, the way that in which a lot of the players came out and spoke about him, I think in particular Joe Hart spoke about how kind of how poorly he, he kind of his treatment of him, you know, how poorly he treated him. So I, I, I just kind of for any English club, I'd just be staying away from him. I know obviously he had a fantastic time at Wolves, but you know, he had almost a super team there and he had, um, you know, um, all these Port fantastic Portuguese players being brought to him and kind of just the setup there at Wolves just seemed to be right for getting in the right players. And, and, and obviously those players suited his system. I just feel what Burnley, they didn't have a group of players there that he'd be able to get the best out of that would suit his style of play. And again, it's, it, it does feel as though, you know, Nuno is kind of a more of a pragmatic coach as well. And he's not quite what Burnley, I, I think Burnley will be looking to go for. So, I, I just think this is one to definitely stay away from. His man management style is, just seems to be, you know, not very good. He's not the guy who's get the, uh, getting the best out of players. So, for me, I, I, I definitely stay as one to stay away from for Burnley. Yeah, I think his stock has taken too much of a dent even in that short time at Tottenham. And if you're offered odds of 9-1, to one, I think you're better off keeping the one in your pocket, to be honest. But, of course, Burnley do play host to Southampton on Thursday. And regardless of what Everton do the night before, they're going to need a win at Turf Moor. So, James, what is the tale of the tape before we go into this one? 
Yeah, a tough one to call this. Burnley have won only three games at Turf Moor this season, while Southampton have won three themselves away from home, away from St Mary's, and played out an entertaining two-all draw in the reverse fixture in October, but probably give the Clarets the edge here, seeing as they're the side with something to play for. The odds tempt me too, just shy of 2-1, to one, which I think is pretty good value. It's just two clean sheets in Southampton's last 26 away games in the Premier League too, but they found the net in six of the last seven on the road. So will Burnley win and both teams score a mad chance here? You can get that at 9-2. to two. Well, Jamie, Southampton would have busted coupons up and down the country last weekend. Now, I guess now they're not really on the beach anymore. With a top 10 finish back in their sights, can they get the job done? Yeah, I think with that Arsenal game, you know, being at home, obviously, you know, a really nice day out for their supporters. I think they would have been well up for that match. Um, and, and regardless of, you know, maybe would they have been on the beach or not, I just think that that was the one game where they, you know, they really wanted to put on a good performance for their supporters. Um, and they certainly did that. Um, I think as well, we saw Haas and Hooter, we kind of changed it up on Saturday as well. We switched our back three. And that just seemed to kind of really nullify Arsenal really well. And I know Arsenal, of course, you know, they are in a poor run of form in terms of in front of goal. Um, but they still managed, you know, they still had 23 attempts and Arsenal and uh, Southampton kind of managed to, to keep them at base still. So I think that that was somewhat impressive. But, um, you know, and then, of course, Southampton, they do have a nice run of fixtures as well um, to end the season. As we mentioned, you know, they've got Burnley, Brighton, Palace and Brentford. So some some games there where I think they can definitely fancy themselves to pick up some points. Um, but I mean that that race for the you know in terms of finishing the top half, it's it's all really close at the moment. I'm sure we'll discuss it. But um, for me, I wouldn't say Southampton are, are my favourites to get into that top ten. Well, let's discuss it now. Actually, let's play a little game. So, James, if I give you ten pounds virtually, of course, of all those teams in the mid table pack, say ninth to fifteenth, I want you to split that ten pounds in any way you want. Could be a fiver on two teams finishing ninth and tenth. It could be seven pound, three pounds. You get the idea. Where would your money be going in terms of top 10 finish bets? Well, despite my prediction for the Burnley game, I quite like the look of Southampton at a best price 6-1. to one. So that's getting a couple of quid at least. The Saints have some decent fixtures in their running. So you've got to give them a bit of a chance. Brighton currently occupy 10th, but I don't trust them to hold on to it. You look at Villa at 3-1, to one, but they're in poor form and still have to play Man City and Liverpool. You can get Newcastle at 14-1, to one, but... Their goal difference is poor and I think that will keep them out of it. And that leaves you with Crystal Palace, who in their final seven games play six sides sitting in the bottom half of the table. So if they can continue their good run, then 11-8 to eight for a top 10 finish looks a good bet. So I think I'll split my tenor between them and Southampton. Fantastic. And Jamie, I won't leave you out of the conversation here. So I've given you £10 as well. Who do you fancy when it comes to a now congested mid-table bracket? Yeah, look, I've gone for maybe some two kind of longer shots in here in terms of I've gone for Brentford. I, just, I really like the look of them at the moment and kind of the way they're going. They just seem to have kind of found the right system for them. Of course, Christian Eriksen's come in and hit the ground running and becoming a real integral player for them. Of course, they're on this fantastic run of five, uh, you know, five wins in the last six matches as well. Um, they're five to one to finish in, in the top half. And as I said, just the way they are playing, I think they've got some favourable fixtures after the Spurs game as well. Um, and I certainly think they can get something out of that Spurs game too. So um, I, I definitely go for five pounds for them. And then Brighton as well. I just, I, I think I look at the way that, you know, they managed to nullify Spurs on the weekend. They managed to go and defeat Arsenal. I just think they've they've all of a sudden found their rhythm again, and uh, you know Brighton at nine to four, I think, is a, a fairly decent shout as well. So as I said, you know maybe splitting a five between those two teams is is quite a good shout. 
I think, yeah, that's certainly two good shouts there. Brighton have never really kind of wavered from their football principles, even in the darkest times this season, and now they're reaping the rewards. Now, we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. Of course, Brighton go to Manchester City on Wednesday evening. Who knows? There could be a real twist in the title race, but we won't know that until next week. But before then, we're going to go bet building once again. So let's go to Turf Moor, actually, as Burnley, as we know, play host to Southampton on Thursday. Again, we're not all that fussed in terms of the outcome. We just want to construct a winner. So, James, I'll start with you. Once again, I'd like an anytime goal scorer, please. Yeah, I'm going to go for Veghorst of Burnley. Scored at the weekend against West Ham. And I think his physicality can cause and occasionally meet Southampton defence some problems. You can get him at 2-1 to one to score any time. Fantastic. And, Jamie, once again, I'd like the over-under on the goals. Mm. Yeah, I'm going under 2.5 goals for this one. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, so I think Southampton, they'll stick with the same setup of, of three at the back, um, which obviously earned them a clean sheet against Arsenal. So I think defensively, they've kind of really seemed to have shored up, especially against Arsenal. Um, then Burnley as well, you know, they're not a side that score a lot of goals. In the last eight matches, they've averaged at 0.63. So a team that have really been struggling for goals. So um, I think these are two teams... You know, not in the best goal-scoring form, but defensively, I think they can certainly kind of cancel each other out. So, uh, under 2.5 goals for this one. OK, once again, I'll take the corners. And this week, I'm going to go for under nine corners. And just to recap, it is James with Valtzbeckhorst to score any time. It's under nine corners in the match for myself. And it's also under three goals in the match from Jamie. This one is a big one. You put £5 in, 33 to 1, which off the top of my head is... £170 all in. Wow. What about that? Now, we haven't got a bet builder over the line yet. I think this is my favourite of all time. If we get this one, we're off on a summer holiday. So Burnley Southampton have just got that little more interesting. Right, where should we go next? Let's go to our long shot Acker, actually, because once again, we want big wins up our sleeves. So it's picks of 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. That's the range. James, I'll start with you. What have you got for me? Yep, well, I'm going to dip into the handicaps. I'm going to go for Newcastle minus one against Norwich. Canaries are as good as down now. Let's face it, the visitors are a cut or two above them. And I fancy them to build on what was a great win over Leicester with a convincing success here. So you can get that bet at 16-5. to Lovely shout. And Jamie, what have you got for me? Yeah, I've gone for Arsenal and uh, Manchester United to draw um, at 12-5. to I just think these two sides are kind of, you know, I, I just can't really see a winner coming from this one. I think they're two teams that are definitely both damaged in confidence at the moment. Um, so I, I, I just think they'll cancel each other out. And, um, you know, those 12-30 kickoffs, I think they're sometimes usually harder to get, you know, quite difficult to get up for. So um, I, I can't see a winner in this one. And I think uh, Arsenal-Man United draw. OK, I'm going to go to Sunday. I'm going to go to Turf Moor. I know Burnley seems to be very popular in the show, but I'm going to go against Burnley this time as they play host to Wolves. Now, both Burnley and Wolves have not really been flush when it comes to scoring goals this season. However, Wolves have been well supported by their defence. So a lack of goals hasn't been such a pertinent issue. With that said, regardless of what Burnley do on Thursday, I think Wolves are going to have too much in the tank come Sunday, especially as their European aspirations are still very much alive. So I'm going to go with Wolves to beat Burnley and under 2.5 total goals at 4-1. to And those are our long shot picks. And hopefully all three of those get over the line and we win big on that one. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's go around the football world now and sniff out some more value across the course of the weekend. And for the first time this season, I want to go to the Scottish Championship on Friday because it's the biggest one of the season. It's Kilmarnock playing host at Arbroath, and the league title is pretty much on the line. So, James, who is going to come out on top in this one? 
Well, don't go to this one expecting many goals, Dan. They've played each other three times this season and produced just two goals between them. So one might fancy under 1.5 goals at 19 to 10. But the tale of the tape is that our bro for value per hand have picked up two 1 0 wins against Killy this season as well as a 0 0 draw. So with all that in mind, I think the away win looks value at 29 to 10. That said, I wouldn't be surprised if we find ourselves with another draw here. So I'm going to go for the visitors in the double chance market at 4 to 5. Get the claxon going. Good shout. James, but Jamie, in terms of draws, our Brove, that's been their biggest downfall. Although they are second, really, with the amount of draws they've had this season, just a couple less, they'd be top of the table. Now, there's no doubt it's been a fairy tale for the part-timers this season. Of course, part-time teams never really get to the promised land of the Scottish Premiership. So, is a draw going to be on the horizon this Friday, or does Dick Campbell have something up his sleeve? Yeah, well, look, James mentioned there about their head-to-head already this season. Our both they've won two of the, the three meetings between the two sides. Um, these, you know, the two teams also drew nil-nil uh, near the start of the season back in September. So they've already drawn once. Um, but I think with our broke, they've got four. They've only got four wins from the last eleven matches. They've kind of faltered a little bit. Um, they've only got also got one win in their last five away matches as well. So they're not kind of on the best run of form at the moment. Kilmarnock as well. Uh, they've won six home games in a row. So in terms of the form and, and you know home form is in particular for Kilmarnock, I think this is definitely sw- uh, swaying more towards them. So uh, I'm going for a killy win for this one. Right, we may as well stay in Scotland, actually, because last week we mentioned Hibernian and their appearance in the Scottish Cup semi-final. So, a few days later, I don't know if we gave the team a kiss of death, but Sean Maloney has been sacked. So, James, the current favourite for the Hibs job is Celtic assistant John Kennedy. That's at 2-1. to one. Would you fancy backing him to make a move over to Edinburgh? Well, manager betting is a tough one at the best of times, and Hibernian fans probably won't be all that excited when they have a scan through the bookies' fancies for the job. Moving on from Kennedy, you got Kevin Thompson at fours, David Martindale at five to one, Scott Brown's in there as well at six to one. That'd be an interesting shout. And going even further down, you got former Nottingham Forest boss Sabri Lamushi at twelves, and even former United States manager Bob Bradley at fourteen. So there isn't much in the way of inspiration there, and that kind of sums up Hibernian season really. Yeah, you're right in that sense. I mean, they've taken a former Hib as a manager and booted him out four months later. The same with Scott Brown. I know he's had coaching credentials at Aberdeen, but he's still kind of jumping into the the fire after being in the frying pan. So I don't know if that is a viable option. Another option, though, Jamie, is Kietel Knutsen. Now, some people might think, who? And you're probably right. But if you do know your Europa Conference League football, you'll know that name very well because he is the current Bodo Glimp boss. So he's at 10 to 1. Does a move to the Scottish Premiership await him? Well, I think he definitely would have kind of raised eyebrows given the job he did on Celtic in terms of knocking them out with Bodo. Um, I think we were kind of talking on this show that Celtic would get through that one, but of course they didn't. So I think to have caused such a shock in in, in that uh, Europa Conference League, you know, the Scottish teams will certainly be keeping an eye on him. But I mean, you look at the job he's done there at Bodo. He's done a fantastic job in terms of, you know, won them their first uh, Norwegian title. Um, and then, of course, went on to defend it as well. You know, there was a lot of talk. They lost a couple of big players as well this season. Um, they still managed to kind of, um, you know, uh, fend off, um, you know, big um, competition from the likes of Molde and Rosenberg. Um, and that they were kind of expected to come back into it. So, you know, he's done a brilliant job, obviously, as, as we mentioned, you know, guiding them to the 
quarterfinals of the Conference League as well. So you kind of think that some of the maybe the bigger clubs in Europe or maybe you know more notable leagues would, would maybe sniffing around him. Um, he has also been linked to Burnley as well. Um, so, you know, he's certainly got interest. So I think this is maybe an interesting one. But, um, you know, if you go off reports in Scotland, they're kind of maybe targeting a more experienced manager. Um, so I, I think that that's what they'll, they'll, get, they'll certainly go for. And, and maybe someone with more experience in the Scottish League. Um, I think that that's, you know, that's what they'll look for um, with their next manager. Do you know what? I might hang my hat on Davy Martindale because when you're looking for experience, he hasn't got loads, but when you consider the names in the frame, he's got the most. And I think he's probably hit a natural ceiling at Livingston. What else can he really do bar getting him into Europe on a, on occasion? You, you kind of hit the limit where there's a bit more to do at him. So it's certainly a bit of a, a sleeping giant in terms of Scottish football. And I think that might be the direction of travel. But we're going to move on now to the EFL because the Champagne Corks have finally popped up Fulham after a bit of a delay. But the titles are still up for grabs in both League One and Two. So James, starting with you, Wigan are the favourites to win League One. Do you reckon they can get themselves over the line? Yeah, I think it'll be OK, Dan. None of the top three sides are in great shape in terms of their form. And Wigan have a five-point cushion at the top. So they really should get there. Rotherham, realistically, are the only side that can catch them. But the- they need to find at least six points from three games against Oxford, Sunderland and Gillingham, the first two of which will be very tough ones to win with both of those sides pushing for playoffs. And with Wigan as short as 1-16 to to win the third-tier title, that kind of tells you all you need to know. And Jamie, when you look at League 2, Forest Green are five points clear of Exeter and the odds-on favourites. Will they have enough to get over the line as champions of the division? Well, I think given their five-point gap, I mean, you'd have to say at this stage of the season with with four games remaining, I think they should just about get it done. Um, they did look like they were kind of faltering a few weeks ago, then then they responded on Monday with a 2-0 win. So um, maybe they're a side that, that, obviously, maybe there is that inconsistency. But if you look at their, their closest rivals as well, they both lost on Monday, Exeter and Port Vale. So um, I think it's, it's, it's maybe going to be a difficult one to call, given the inconsistency of the sides going for the title. But as I said, just given that five-point lead that they have at the top, um, you know, as, as well, um, I think Exeter and Port Vale, they've still got to play each other on the final day of the season. So, you know, one of them is going to lose points. Um, so I, I think Forest, job, uh, Forest Green, they'll just about get the job done here, um, given that five-point lead at the top. Yeah, I'll make you right on that one. I think, obviously, the title races are kind of running themselves there in both League 1 and 2. It's always the, the automatic places up for grabs as well and the playoffs. That's where the real subplots are. But I think if you're backing both Wigan and Forest Green in a double, obviously it's not going to return much, but it's probably one of the safer bets you can make this week. Let's stay on the topic of favourites, though. And I guess we need to discuss what's happened in the Europa League last Thursday because the bookmakers now have RB Leipzig as favourites at evens. James, is that where your money goes, or do you fancy the Hammers at the slightly longer 2-1? to one? I think it's wide open. We know how strong Rangers are over two legs, so they'll certainly give Leipzig a run for their money. So I'm not all that keen on backing the Germans at that price. And on the other side of the draw, West Ham really should beat Frankfurt, but we saw in the previous round that Eintracht can pull some big results out of the fire. But if it was to pick a winner form and odds aside I probably would go Leipzig I just think they've got a Champions League squad to work with and also Christopher Nkunku is one of the most informed players on the continent and he'll be difficult to stop if he continues that form into the semis and into the final Well Jamie when it comes to British interest we cannot forget Rangers either you can currently get 11-2 to on an all-British final between West Ham and Rangers is that something that takes your fancy? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go in the opposite Direct. direction actually and go for an all German final. Oh. I just like the look of the two sides, you know, the Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt and uh, RB Leipzig more. Um, I think it's no surprise that RB Leipzig are the favourites, you know, James mentioned there. They've just got such a quality squad with Nkunku, Soboslai, Andre Silva. So that, that there's just so much experience and quality in that team. So for me, they probably are the favourites. But I mean, Frankfurt are going to be the real interesting one. I think, you know, no mean feat at all knocking out Barcelona. I mean, this is a Barcelona side. Yes, they had their difficulties at the start of the season, but they're a side that have just been fantastic recently. They've got that, you know, recently won 4-0 at the, at the Bernabeu against Real Madrid. Um, you know, they've had some fantastic results and they just look like a much better team. But, you know, Frankfurt, they managed to go to their uh, new camp and, and win. So they're definitely a side that can go and pull a, uh, you know, pull a result of nowhere. So I think they're definitely the side to kind of keep an eye on. But uh, yeah, I, li- I like the look of these two German teams. As I said, just so RB Leipzig, I think their quality is brilliant. And uh, Frankfurt, you know, it's going to be a very interesting game against West Ham. But, you know, just given they, they managed to get the job done against Barcelona, I think they'll do the same against West Ham. Well, it's going to be a fascinating end to that competition. The fact that Barcelona are no longer in it has completely flattened the landscape, really. And you could make a case quite strongly for any of those four teams to go on and win it. I mean, Rangers, 8-1. to one. That's not really a bad bet when you consider that the opposition they've already knocked out. Borussia Dortmund, Red Star, Braga. They seem to love Thursday night football. And I know we've spoken also about eggs in baskets. West Ham are probably going to focus on the Europa League. Three matches to go. You kind of think at Rangers, though, have they got the same luxury? Because they're still in the title race and you can't really wave the white flag in Glasgow because it's just not worth the hassle. So you have to try and have both competitions as a going concern. Obviously, they also got to the the cup final last weekend. So the momentum is coming back. And I just think that perhaps if they can get a strong result at Ibrox, maybe, I don't know, a 2-1 win, who knows what might happen. But before we move on, I'd like a correct score from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Jamie, I'll start with you. What have you got for me? Yeah, look, I'm going to go for Liverpool to replicate their scoreline against Manchester United um, on Tuesday evening. A 4-0 win against Everton. That's what I'm going for. Uh, that's at 11-1. to I just think the Reds, you know, they're just hitting such amazing form at the moment of course they've got three against Manchester City as I mentioned four against Manchester United they're just you know too strong at the moment and Everton they're a side that they have really been struggling so um, yeah I'm going for a 4-0 win for Liverpool against Everton in the Merseyside derby All bad news Everton sorry about that and James what have you got for me? Well I think we're going to get a fun game between Brentford and Tottenham Bees are on the best run of the season of course so confidence will be high well Spurs need a win to get back on the top four horse I think there'll be goals and you know what? I'm going to go for the 3-2 home win. Whopping odds of 48-1, to 1, which I think is well worth a quid. <laughs> 48 to... James, would you like to rephrase that, that answer, please? I'm not sure we like that one, me and Jamie. <laughs> I think it's well worth 50p. Yeah, do you know what it is? It's not the worst 50p you'll, you'll place this weekend. If you fancy placing that 50p on that score and any other bet this weekend, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips. Right, there are still some Premier League fixtures to pick apart, so let's start doing that now. First up, we'll go to the Emirates, as Arsenal play host to Manchester United. And James, regardless of what the Gunners did against Chelsea in midweek, they're going to need to beat the Red Devils just as much. Absolutely, and in the words of John Virgo, Arsenal have to play no-miss snooker for the rest of the season, but injuries are catching up with them, and even against a pretty woeful Manchester United side, you can't make a great case for the Gunners here. They lost three to Old Trafford in the reverse, and drew 0-0 in their last meeting in the Emirates just over a year ago. I actually think United might be worth a bet here. Arsenal haven't been scoring recently, and the visitors do have plenty of goals in the locker when they turn up, so United to win this at 12-5 to I think is a pretty decent value bet. 
Okay then, Jamie, I wrote this script on Tuesday before Liverpool Man United took place. I referenced United's terrible defence in my notes. I didn't think it was going to be that terrible. However, Arsenal's lack of goals has been well documented. Can they make good use of such a bad United showing at the weekend? What goal bets take your fancy? Yeah, I mean, you look at the United performance yesterday, they were just kind of all over the place in that that back three with Maguire kind of, you know, especially for that first goal, you know, just all over the place. Maguire kind of stepping up and the other two centre-backs kind of, you know, looking looking after the other um, Liverpool attackers. So it was it was just a really poor performance of Manchester United defensively. Um, I, I think there'll definitely be goals in this one. And as I mentioned, I think it'll be a draw as well. So maybe a draw, uh, a draw and over 2.5 goals in this one. You can get that around 10 to 1. Um, I just think, as I mentioned, both teams, they have both been conceding lots of goals. Um, Arsenal, they've conceded six in the last three. And then for Man United, it's eight in the last three as well. Um, but also, I like the look of maybe Ronaldo to get on the score sheet. You know, obviously, really sad what kind of happened with him. And, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see whether he'll come back on the weekend. But I just think, you know, the form that he has been in, I think you've got to back him to maybe get on the score sheet if he is back for this one. So, you know, maybe for him to, to get uh, any time goal scorer, or even for maybe two or more for, for Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, he's just been in such fantastic form recently. I mean, their hat-trick against Norwich as well. So, um, if he is to play, I think Ronaldo getting a few goals would, would definitely be worth backing. Well, I think a draw for mine and Jamie's point of view would be perfect as Tottenham fans. But, of course, you know, it's not all about Spurs. However, let's go there next because Brentford play host to Tottenham. James, you just mentioned 3-2 stunning win for the Bees, Christian Eriksen is probably written in the start of him to score against his former Premier League employers. What odds will you give me on that? Well, you won't get many people turning down odds of 13-2 to two for him no. to find the net. The Dane has two goals in his last four outings for club and country, and Tottenham were all over the place at times in their defeat at home to Brighton last time out. So, yeah, there's far worse bets out there this weekend than an Eriksen goal any time, most of which have been recommended by myself in the opening half hour of this podcast. Lovely stuff. And Jamie, there's no doubt that Tottenham are fortunate that Southampton did them a massive favour. Is that going to provide a wake-up call to Spurs? How do you see this one panning out in West London? I just have absolutely no clue with uh, Spurs at the moment. I just said they're kind of the most unpredictable team of, of the, you know, the, maybe the four sides competing for that top four place. You know, I think Spurs have got a fantastic performance in them. Of course, we saw that when they won 4-0 uh, against Aston Villa. But then they've also got a performance in them like they did against Brighton. I think Brighton as well, they kind of really showed the blueprint of how to stop Spurs and, and really nullify them. And I think Brentford just have the tactical now to go and be able to reproduce that. And, um, you know, James mentioned there, you know, maybe a Brentford result here and I can maybe see this. I think we'll see a, a definitely a thoroughly entertaining match. I think these are two sides that have lots of goals in them. So I'm maybe going for a, an entertaining uh, draw here. And yeah, as I said, I just think there's going to be lots of goals. But I mean, I think at the moment with Spurs, because they're so inconsistent, I just think they're missing so many key components of an Antonio Conte side. I mean, you know, the, the main thing about Conte's systems is always about having strong wing-backs. And at the moment, those wing-backs just aren't strong enough. And, you know, regardless of how much firepower Spurs have in attack, I just think there's too many limitations at the moment. So you just not, don't know what you're going to get with Spurs. But uh, as I said, uh, I, I like the look of a draw hit. Well, I don't like the look of a draw here. I need the three points for Spurs. But... In terms of you know how I see this going out, I, I do think this will probably be uh, a game in which Spurs drop points. It's a massive hurdle for them to climb. If they can get over it, then I think you know you've got to really say that they they're going to get in the top four if they can get over this hurdle because it's such a big one. But uh, I, I think they'll maybe just about fall to, and I think it'll be a draw. Well, I'll take a draw as long as there's a draw at Arsenal. But realistically, it's all about just what you're doing week to week. Now I know there's disappointment that 
you don't go six points clear. However, you're still three points clear and you only need to be better on goal difference to finish fourth. So it's all kind of relative and I just think if you can match what other teams are doing, at least you're not getting overtaken. So it's kind of, your move can be tempered if results are decent elsewhere. But what other Premier League block lines take my fancy this weekend? Um, oh no, let's go to the King Power. Much has been made of Leicester putting all their eggs in the Roper Conference basket. Does this play into Aston Villa's hands at the weekend? Or James, would you like to once again use the double chance klaxon? Well, no side comes to this in any kind of form, really. Villa have lost the last four, while Leicester have won back-to-back league games only once since October. And we haven't had a team win consecutive meetings in this fixture since 2006. Villa edged it 2-1 in the reverse, but I actually give this one to Leicester. The home record is fairly decent, and despite some scratchy results in the league, I don't think they're playing all that badly. So the home win is a selection here for me, and actually a very appealing 9-5, to nearly 2-1. to What a way to make a living. But Jamie, Villa, as James rightly mentioned, have lost their last four. Now, Dean Smith got sacked for losing five in a row. I don't think the same fate will be handed to Steven Gerrard at the weekend if Villa do lose. But just two goals in four outings for the Villains. Where will the firepower come, if at all, on Saturday? Yeah, well, look, just on the outcome of this one, I think this will definitely go in Leicester's favour. You know, maybe they have had some mixed results. Of course, they did lose at St James's Park, but I think... You know, now going to St James's Park, I think any side's going to going to do well to come away with at least a point there. So I don't, I'm not going to read too much into that one. But apart from that, I think Leicester, they you know they have been better over recent weeks. So I, I definitely think they'll get the better of Villa in this one. And of course, as you mentioned there, you know Villa they've really struggled with those four defeats um, and just the lack of firepower. It's really difficult to see where that goal's going to come from. Perhaps Ollie Watkins is maybe the best shout for a Villa goal scorer at the moment. Of course, Coutinho was, you know, looked as though he'd been a fantastic signing or really stupid business for them. But he's, he seems to have dropped off a little bit. So I, I just think Ollie Watkins, he's a guy who's, you know, really proved himself as a, a top Premier League goal scorer. You know, recent weeks, he's not been in, in such the best of form. But I think if I was going to look for an Aston Villa goal scorer, it would be Ollie Watkins. I think he's the most reliable player. I mean, we saw Danny Ings against Spurs miss some really just shocking chances so you know he's not a player that I looked to back Ollie Watkins at two to one anytime goal scorers maybe a decent shout but if I'm going to you know look for a goal scorer in this one I think James Madison on the other side for Leicester is you know he seems to be hitting really good form at the moment um, and he's anytime goal scorer at 11 to four so as I said if I'm going to back a goal scorer for this one it would be uh, James Madison. Okay we've spoken about Watford in recent weeks and their continual losses at home they might be delighted they're on the road this weekend. However, they go to Man City. So, James, you can get evens for home win and over 3.5 total goals. Do you fancy doubling your money this weekend? Absolutely. And you'd be you'd be a fool to turn this kind of bet down. Watford haven't beaten Man City since March of 1989. And the Citizens have won all of the last 14 meetings. Nine of those 14 as well have seen over 3.5 goals. And with City as good as they are going forward, I'd have absolutely no hesitation backing that one. And Jamie, with City being knocked out of the FA Cup to Liverpool last weekend, do you reckon this sharpens their focus in both the Premier and Champions League? Or could it potentially disrupt the momentum on both fronts? Yeah, well, I think it's definitely an interesting one. As, as I think we, we kind of maybe spoke about this a couple of weeks ago about when Man City, I think they did falter. Um, I think it was against Crystal Palace, maybe. But um, I just think, again... I th- I think I said there, I just think they're such a good side and they've got so many options to be able to rotate and kind of go again. So I don't see them sticking up, really. I think certainly on the weekend, I'm kind of, uh, I, I definitely don't see them being disrupted. And I think I'm seeing, a, you know, an emphatic win for City. Um, and then in terms of the title race, I mean, Liverpool look like they're just the side who are going to be able to capitalise on any slip up from City. But where those slip-ups are going to come, I think it's very difficult to see. Um, I just think they've got so many winnable games, Man City, in, in kind of their running that I just don't see them faltering in the league. 
Um, in the Champions League as well, they obviously play Real Madrid. Um, and I, I do think they will definitely get through that one, to be honest. I think Real Madrid, you know, they have had a, a much improved season this year in Europe, but uh, I think City will be too strong for them. And I think we'll see a Man City-Liverpool final, which obviously will be really exciting to see. Um, but yeah, in terms of maybe faltering in the league, uh, I just don't see that because I think they've got too many winnable games. Well, yes, the Liverpool-Man City final sounds great. It's also the day of my first anniversary with my girlfriend. She's not going to be too chuffed about that. But anyway, I digress. Sunday is Derby Day in both London and Merseyside. So let's start with the capital first. James, Chelsea versus West Ham at Stamford Bridge. We spoke about the Hammers earlier in the show. Do you think they will drop down a gear for this one? Well, they're still very much in the top six race. So you've got to give them a chance here against the Chelsea side that don't have much to play for at Premier League level and the Hammers have a good recent record against them. It's three wins from the last five meetings and that includes a 2019 success at Stamford Bridge. All that said, they wouldn't be in a huge rush to back them. I think David Moyes will be prioritising their European conquest. One might be tempted by the draw at 7-2, to two, but Chelsea probably rightly favourites so at just better than 1-2. to two. Well, Jamie, West Ham have lost their last three on the road, so if you make a small assumption and aim for a home win... Let's have you want to add some meat to the bones. How do you fatten up this particular tip? Yeah, look, I, I definitely see a Chelsea win here, I think, as we mentioned. You know, West Ham, they've obviously got their focus elsewhere. I think realistically, they're going to just about finish in the Europa League spot. So I, th- I think they have no worries about that. And in terms of maybe, you know, really expending much energy, I, d- I don't see that happening. Um, for a goal, you know, if I was to add a goal scorer to, to a bet, I'd, Kai Havertz, I think, is just a brilliant shout at the moment. I mean, he just is in fantastic form over the you know, recent months even. Um, he's got six in his last six league outings. So in terms of you know a, a goal scorer, Kai Havertz definitely got to be there. I think under 2.5 goals as, go, as well, I'd go for to add into this one. Um, I think a London derby, um, I think it will kind of maybe play in a similar way that we saw the FA Cup final on the weekend on Sunday um, with, with a 2-0 win for Chelsea. And I, I see another maybe 2-0 win for here. I don't think it will be a game with lots of goals. As I said, I think West Ham, they're not going to come out and really go at Chelsea, um, maybe as they usually would. I think they'll play for a draw here. I think, you know, they'll, they'll want to come away with just a point. They will want to come away, maybe be unscathed in terms of, you know, not spending too much energy. And I think they'll make it fairly tricky for Chelsea. But I think Chelsea will, you know, at the moment, they've just got so much fire, firepower in their team. They'll get the job done, but don't see many goals. So, uh, yeah, as I said, under 2.5 goals, Kai Havertz goal scorer and uh, a Chelsea win. Merseyside now, and after Liverpool made light work of Manchester United, they will look to do the same against a lover local rival in the shape of Everton. So it's 10 successive home wins for the Reds in the Premier League. James, can you give me an interesting bet to fatten out what could be success number 11 at Anfield? Yeah, well, Everton have been behind at the interval in the last three Premier League away games, so smart money perhaps will be on Liverpool half-time, full-time, which certainly bumps things up in the value stakes. That takes you up to 7-10, to 10, and... Secondly, you've got to ask yourself if you fancy Everton to score at Anfield. I don't think you will, and they haven't in three of the last four visits across the road. So a Liverpool win to nil takes you up to the dizzy heights of even money, and I think that looks a good bet with the Reds on a run of six home clean sheets in the last seven in the league. Good shout. Jamie, of course it is a derby, so let's get that form book and throw out the window. Let's give our good friends Everton a chance here. Let's say you've got your last fiver in your online account. You're going to go mad. You're going to go for broke. How would you back the Toffees in a sticky situation? Yeah, I think this is a this is a very difficult one to kind of maybe go for in terms of an Everton win. We saw last, you know, we saw on Tuesday evening with uh, Manchester United 
in a derby match. They just got absolutely blown away by Liverpool. So, uh, it's, it, you know, especially this Everton side at the moment, it's, it's going to be very difficult to back them. Um, but I think if I would, I'd go for maybe an Everton win and both teams to score. I just can't see Liverpool. I just, you know, I just think it's very difficult to not see Liverpool scoring just the form they're in. So I think if Everton were to win, I'd go for definitely for both teams to score and an Everton win and uh, both teams to score is at 20 to 1. Well, we're going big this week. And before we go, actually, let's go to Germany because it's the big one. It is Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. If Bayern win, they win the title. A 10th successive Bundesliga is in touching distance. James, can they get the job done this weekend? Yeah, I think they probably will. I mean, they haven't had a great season, particularly in the Champions League, but they've been head and shoulders above everything else in the Bundesliga. And they've got a pretty imperious record over Dortmund as well. They've, the Bavarians have won all the last seven clashes between the pair. And I, I do expect that trend to continue. They do usually serve up plenty of goals. So rather than go for Bayern Munich outright at worse than one to two. I'm going to go for Bayern Munich to win and for both teams to score. You can get that at better than even money. You can get it at 11 to 10. Very tasty. And Jamie, Erling Haaland has made the headlines again. The move to Man City has taken a step closer. He'll be in the limelight this weekend. Of course, goals is what he does for breakfast. What will he do at the weekend? What have you got for me? Yeah, look, Haaland anytime goal scorer at 11 to 10 and then to score first is uh, 11 to 2. Um, I, th I think it's been interesting shout. He had gone five games without a goal uh, before his brace against Wolfsburg on the weekend. Um, having said that, he had just come back from injury. So I think it was always going to be expected that he was going to take a bit of time to maybe get back into the team and up scoring again. But as I said, he had a good performance on the weekend against Wolfsburg, getting that brace. So maybe he's a player coming back into form. So I think maybe a, a fairly decent shout adding Haaland any time goal scorer to the mix. But um, I said, I just I just think given that he's he'd gone five games um, without a goal, um, I'm, I'm not sure he's, you know, maybe this is one to kind of back for this one, especially against the Bayern Munich side who are in good form at the moment. So I'm not sure Haaland first goal or Haaland any time scorer is one that I'd go for. OK, then our final bit of business is the odds on threefold, where we all pick a leg each and combine it into an acker. We'll try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another combined winner over the line. We got two out of three last week. Southampton shot it out the water. So let's try again. I'll go first this week. I'm going to go with Juventus to beat Sassuolo on Monday night at odds of four to five. Now, I know Juventus have dipped in form over the past few weeks and any faint hopes of them winning the title have now been extinguished for good. However, they need to still get fourth place over the line and I think they'll be in perfect form for Monday night and that's going to be my odds-on pick. So, Jamie, what have you got for me? Yeah, I've gone for Luton Town to win against uh, Blackport 4-5. to five. They're, of course, the home side uh, for this one. Uh, they've won their last two at home as well, so they're obviously on, on a fantastic run. Uh, Blackpool, they did lose their last away trip against West Brom. They lost 2-0 at the Hawthorne. So I think given the form that Luton are in and uh, Blackpool's you know, defeating their last away match, uh, I think a Luton Town win at 4-5 to five is, is a good shot. Fantastic. And James, the same, please. Yeah, Pat, I'm going to go into the Championship as well. I'm going to go for Millwall to win at Birmingham. And Blues headed this one on the back of a 6-1 hammering at Blackpool. So... Confidence and morale very low amongst the Birmingham team and as well as the fans as well. Plenty of unrest there. And Millwall very much in the mix for a playoff place and they're in some decent nick as well. So I'm going to go for them to take a victory here. And you can get them at odds of 13 to 10 to pick up three points at St Andrews. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Pleasure. Cheers, Dan. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan.
Cheers, guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 